This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone is doing great out there, folks. Welcome. It is Saturday evening, Sunday morning here at the Dustin Gold Standard. I hope you guys had a chance to listen to episode 95. I had my dad on, folks. That was a lot of fun. My dad can talk. He can talk, ladies and gentlemen. He has so many stories, such an interesting background. He's old school mentality. He is trapped in the Fox News WWE wrestling paradigm, but that's okay. He has a lot of wisdom. He has a lot of knowledge. And so I brought him on the show so that we could talk about his past because he did take on City Hall in the city of New Haven back in the uh, mid-70s to early 80s. And so I thought that was a really interesting story to tell. I thought it fit in perfect, too, because we were coming off of Thanksgiving, the birth of my child. I figured, what the hell? I'll bring my father on. I'm always talking about him. So there's some other family members that have interesting backgrounds as well that I might roll out over the next several episodes. I told you we have our doula, one of our midwives coming on, and then Farmer Carol, who we get a lot of our vegetables to supplement when we grow in our garden she's going to be coming on as soon as her farming season ends in a couple of weeks and then in the spring we're going to actually go down and shoot all around her farm as she starts planting and growing and her whole theme is gardening in harmony with nature so she's going to talk all about that folks we got a lot of interesting things planned between now and the end of the year folks so i hope you had a good time there with my dad uh (laughs) it was a fun episode folks it was a lot of fun he had a blast it was the first show he ever went on took him a few heinekens to loosen up but i could have let him go for 15 20 hours i just figured i wasn't trying to beat joe rogan in the longest podcast ever done so i said dad let's wrap it up and get the hell out of here so he had a blast folks so i hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving i hope you had a great black friday i hope you're having a great weekend i know maria albanese co-host of the thomas Paine podcast is setting up her 
Christmas decorations. She has her husband, Nick, hard at work today. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are doing that. Wide Awake Jim, I texted with him. He had a great Thanksgiving. My friend Chrissy Piccolo, I've been on her show. She's been on this show. She had a great time. She went and hung out with some friends who were woke to the technocracy and transhumanism. So she had a really good time. I think all around everyone I know, all of you that have reached out on email at pain.tv slash gold on Twitter, on Telegram, have been having a great few days. So that is, uh, that's what life is about, folks. We can fight, we can battle, we can war game, we could plan, we could strategize, but once in a while you have to take a break with your family, however big or small that is. Uh, you just have to sit back and relax sometimes. I was going to record a show on Wednesday and then also on Thanksgiving. And my wife said, are you kidding? It's your mother's birthday. And then it was Thanksgiving. And she said, you can't do that. So I had to put down the microphone for a couple of days, folks. But I am back now. We are all geared up. I started mapping out. Um, I told you I have hundreds upon hundreds of shows planned. And I'm just trying to figure out what order to weave them in here. So what I'm going to do today, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm going to wrap up on the eugenics discussion as related to Harvard that we were talking about, I think, in episode 93, because in 94, I had on Dan Golvach, great conversation, you should listen to that, and in 95, I had my dad on, Big Lou Gold, and so you should listen to that as well a lot of good lessons in there folks in both conversations so what i want to do is get back to wrapping up harvard i told you that uh like with everything else the historians the official narrative folks tell you that eugenics ended pretty much when they were tied to when that school of thought was tied to adolf hitler and so with Hitler died eugenics, and that's just not true. And we're just going to look at it on this small microcosm of Harvard. And so up on the screen, folks, I have the article that we had reviewed. This was actually a great piece. If you haven't listened to episode 93 and you want to know about the history of eugenics, I would check that out. This was at harvardmagazine.com. It was written in 2016 by Adam S. Cohen. And it was titled, Harvard's Eugenics Era, When Academics Embrace Scientific Racism, Immigration Restrictions, and the Suppression of the Unfit. And this was basically Harvard coming clean on everything that they were involved with as far as eugenics goes. And it goes deeper than that, folks. I've done a lot of research on this. But this was a pretty good article. And so what they close with is that well, now we're moving into this era of transhumanism, designer babies and such, and hopefully these Harvard professors will get it right this time. Like, this time, this time, the science is going to be good for humanity, whereas last time, uh, yesteryear, eugenics was not necessarily good. But we found a lot of fantastic nuggets in there. The way these guys talked back in the late 1800s to the mid 19 1930s was just mind-blowing just mind-blowing they put no value on human life on the magic of human life no value on god on a creator on mother nature on the natural world everything needs to be controlled uh, by 
the uh, technocrats and by the transhumanists and by the eugenicists. That's just how they see it. The human evolution of humans when humanity takes control of its evolution. So over the next week, I'm going to try to wrap up on a number of topics that we have been discussing here and I've kind of left uh, hanging. And so I'm going to go back and try to finish up some stuff on MK Ultra. going to finish up Dr. James Giordano. I am going to get some transhumanist articles out of the way that I've been saving for you because there's so much here, folks. There's just so much information and these guys are moving at warp speed. And then all of you over at pain.tv slash gold, over at Twitter, over at telegram you're sending me stuff non-stop non-stop like tracking everything that is going on in real time saying dustin look out for this dustin called this dustin said that mike maria dustin wide awake jim legal man you guys have said this and have said that and i appreciate it so what we decided and i'm and i'm not sure when it's going to launch but we're ready to do it i just have some behind the scenes business stuff that's going on as related to the show that I need to get cleared up first. So whenever I'm not researching and recording, that's what I'm working on, the business part. And so I am going to be launching a 30-minute, to start with a 30-minute morning show called the Dustin Goldmine Uh, And it's ready to go. But that show is going to be dedicated to covering breaking news out of the technocracy and transhumanism. So if Elon Musk or Peter Thiel or someone is involved with something today, if there's something going on with SpaceX or Starlink or, I don't know, the metaverse, any of this type of stuff, then we will cover that in the dust and gold mine. And then I'm also going to be releasing a two minute a day like video for Twitter and stuff. If you guys want to share that around, that'll be the dust and gold rush and that'll basically summarize what we're covering in the morning show in the dust and gold nugget and the dust and gold standard so i have a lot of content planned but i have to get the business stuff out of the way before i do it there's only so many hours in the day folks all right so first off if you have not left a five-star review and a comment at apple podcast please do so i just got the latest numbers something like 71 percent of people are listening at apple podcast so please do that i think we have 83 five-star uh reviews i'd like to get that to 100 then we got to try to grow that to a thousand and there are thousands of you out there so this should not be an issue so please if you have a chance in between segments uh just pause it and um and leave a five-star review also if you've not had a chance to check it out join us at pain.tv slash gold you get the ad-free video version of this podcast as well as the thomas Payne podcast and access to the facebook like mobile application and website where you can network with like-minded folks you could start groups on there it's a really good place to talk to people that are looking for solutions people that aren't just complaining or trying to meme their way to more followers uh people that are just putting together bumper sticker slogans no these are people that are really trying to understand what is happening 
in both what I cover, sort of the history of all of this madness, and then what Mike is covering, kind of the schemes and the scams going on today, and then working on solutions in their own personal life to try to overcome some of this, to figure out how to live one foot in the matrix, one foot out of the matrix. And again, the solutions are going to be different for everyone. We're individuals. Some of us are willing to tolerate certain levels of this technocracy more than others, but there are a lot of people on there talking about this. A lot of people getting into gardening and canning and living naturally. So join us over there at pain.tv slash gold. If you'd like to leave a donation to this show as we are just beginning to monetize and I do have to put food on the table and keep the lights on here at the studio. I dedicate all of my time to this right now. I know that was something that I took on, so I'm not blaming you guys, uh, but you can leave a donation at donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. And the links to all the social media and the donation link are in the description below this podcast. So feel free to do that. It really does help, folks. It's all going to continue um, building this show, getting more equipment, building a. We are looking at building another platform. So everything costs money, folks. So if you want to do that, donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. For the people that have done that, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, really, from the bottom of my heart, folks. We are not backed by Peter Thiel or Joe Rogan or Spotify. We have to do business with platforms like Spotify. And at the end of the day, they end up actually trying to crush us. So we're always trying to work around that. And it is a complicated business eventually. I'll talk about that openly on the show, some of the stuff that Mike Moore's been going through, but we probably won't be talking about that openly for a couple of weeks. All right, folks, so up on the screen here, we have Harvard's eugenics era when academics embrace scientific racism, immigration restrictions, and the suppression of the unfit. And so I want to show you uh, what is going on here, folks? I'm going to go to the bottom of this article. I just want to read how they closed this out. They said, uh, eugenics is a part of Harvard's history. It is unlikely that Elliott House or Lowell House will be renamed, but there might be a way for the university community to spare a thought for Carrie Buck. All right. So if you remember Carrie Buck, she was the poor girl who was adopted and then raped while in foster care. She had a child out of wedlock. And so the court ruled that she should be sterilized. And so she ended up being sterilized. This was upheld in the Supreme Court uh, in an eight to one vote. Turned out she lost her baby and then she could never have kids because she was sterilized. So they're talking about Carrie Buck and others who paid a high price for the harmful ideas that Harvard affiliates played a major role in propounding. Okay, so this is Harvard again admitting what they did but saying that this was just this small blemish, this little stain on Harvard in its history. No, folks, there were dozens upon dozens of professors and presidents within Harvard that promoted eugenics that were part of this movement. It was not a small blemish. This was a way of thinking and I'll show you 
it has not stopped. It goes on to say there are also forward-looking reasons to revisit this dark moment in the university's past. Biotechnical science has advanced to the brink of a new era of genetic possibilities. Again, this is written in 2016. In the next few years, the headlines will be full of stories about gene editing technology. Well, we're there, aren't we, folks? Genetic solutions for a variety of human afflictions and frailties and even designer babies. All stuff that we covered here on the show and all stuff that you send me daily. This is coming out every single day. So in 2016, this writer Cohen was talking about how in the coming years, this would all be coming out in the news while we're seeing it all today. It says, given that Harvard affiliates again will play a large role in all of these, it is important to contemplate how wrong so many people tied to the university got it the first time and to think hard about how this time to get it right. And so what he's referring to is that Harvard was basing all these eugenics programs on the idea of race. That's what he's alluding to. And this time we cannot do that, folks. We cannot do that. But you know how they got around it. We've seen it in other articles. We've seen it in other white papers, other speeches, um, other propaganda that they're putting out through the technocrats and through the transhumanists. Now they're going to offer these solutions to everyone. So instead of eliminating an entire race, the black race, Hispanic race, Asian race, whatever that may be, now they're going to just edit out all the bad DNA, but they're going to offer that to everyone to the point where you will have a white guy, a black guy, a brown guy, a Asian guy just walking around. They might look different but in the end they're all the same because they're going to edit the dna to make everyone exactly the same and what will your dna be wired to do it will be wired to be a slave a slave to the state once and for all obviously that is where they're going with this folks and where am i going i'm going to a short break when we get back let me show you what harvard is doing now and then i'm going to bring this discussion into something that dan Golvach and wide awake jim and i have been talking about we're going to move into cbdc i want to show you some stuff i was digging up the last 24 hours as connected to the person i'm going to tie harvard to right now someone you know very well and his name happens to be peter thiel ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to pain.tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. Wow, that was a big opening there. I wasn't planning on doing that. All right, let me show you some information that I pulled up, and there is a lot of this out there, so I'm not going to dig super deep. I don't need to show you 13 different uh, references here, but I'm over at hmsc.harvard.edu. That's Harvard Museums of Science and Culture. So this is Harvard website, and this is just something I pulled up from November 
2019. This is titled The Future of Immortality, Remaking Life and Death in Contemporary Russia. Again, published November 20th, 2019, so about three years ago. And this was at the Geological Lecture Hall on 24 Oxford Street in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And this is a free public lecture by Anya Bernstein, John L. Loeb Associate Professor of the Social Sciences Department of anthropology harvard university now if you remember folks there was someone we were researching who was the head of the department of anthropology going back to the days of eugenics there in the early 1900s who was a devout eugenicist folks all right so fast forward now a hundred years it says the international transhumanist movement believes that humans could harness science and technology to transcend their physical and mental limitations some of its practitioners support cryonics and the creation of robotic bodies for future quote consciousness transfer end quote you know all about that folks we've covered it that's ray kurzweil the chief engineer at google right the uploading of one's consciousness to the cloud to the silicone based neocortex under this idea of singularity the merger of man and machine the point in which artificial intelligence becomes smarter than man and humans are forced to merge with it and we know that peter thiel was funding singularity going all the way back to 2006 spoke at the singularity conferences funded the singularity institute we know that elon musk talks about this stuff openly and so here we have at harvard coming out of the department of anthropology a major hub for harvard's eugenics movement in the early 18 uh, late 1800s to early 1900s and now you have this uh anya bernstein out of the department of anthropology a hundred years later right back to where harvard left off no it's not where they left off folks because eugenics did not die in the 1930s as these official narrative historians would have one believe it never ended now it is just under the name transhumanism folks transhumanism it goes on to say drawing from her talking about anya bernstein drawing from her ethnographic work among russian transhumanists and her recent book the future of immortality this is princeton university press 2019 anya bernstein will discuss the religious and philosophical roots roots of transhumanism in russia dating back to the 19th century she will also explore the current debates within the movement over immortality and what it means to be human. Now, I'm just pointing this out. I found a lot of stuff at Harvard University going on having to do with transhumanism. So I think it is very important for us to see this. Now, I'm not going to pull up, as I said, 25 different references. I don't need to prove my point. I will show you who is connected to this, which is really important. But let's just hear a little bit about Anya Bernstein, Harvard anthropologist Anya Bernstein has published widely on the topics of religion, secularism, and art and censorship in contemporary Russia. She has also published on the battles over religious relics, end-of-life care issues, and the politics of shamanic tourism in Russia. Her first book, Religious Bodies, Politic, Rituals of Sovereignty in Burat Buddhism.
University of Chicago Press 2013, explores the transformation of Buddhist practice among a Siberian indigenous people known as Burats. Her second book, The Future of Immortality, Remaking Life and Death in Contemporary Russia, Princeton University 2019, explores how from the mid-19th century onward in Russia, the Soviet Union, and now the Russia Federation, an uncommonly wide range of actors has pursued the dream of achieving human immortality now folks i started doing some research into russia and transhumanism and i will be bringing some of that onto this show shortly so this woman here uh let's see as a visual anthropologist bernstein has directed film to produce several award-winning documentary films on burat buddhism and shamanism including join me in shambhala and in pursuit of siberian shaman her articles have been published in american uh ethnologist american anthropologist cultural anthropology comparative studies in society and history public culture critical inquiry anthropology today and you would say dustin why are you reading all this to us well the reason is this folks if you remember in the harvard article that we reviewed they talked about how they were so wrong and apologetic for all of this uh, sterilization and literal genocide and locking people in cages that they were spreading during the eugenics boom of the late 1800s to early uh, uh, to mid 1930s. All right, over literally 40, 50 year period. They basically apologized for this, but then they admit in the article that the professors who were writing textbooks on this spread these textbooks all across colleges in the United States and around the world and into high schools. One third of high schools had these textbooks and that these professors inspired generations of kids at Harvard that were taught in this school of thought, eugenics. And then you say to yourself, well, did it ever end? No, it never ended. It continued. It's under transhumanism now, a hundred years later. A hundred years later. And this woman, Anya Bernstein, look at all the places she published her articles here. It says Bernstein holds a BS in linguistics from Georgetown University, an MA in visual anthropology from the University of Manchester, England, and a PhD in anthropology from New York University, right? Plus all those publications I read you where her articles have been published and the books she writes, she's out there inspiring a generation of folks. So see, this propaganda, this ideology continues to spread. She is not one standalone person the professors from the late 1800s to the mid 1930s were not standalone nutcases they were educating generations of children who then went on to carry that ideology with them this idea of weeding out the weak the unfit what they deemed to be the feeble-minded and now transhumanism is the same thing what do you think it is to dna splice to remove the bad dna and put in the good dna using crispr and other tools like that using companies like orchid biosciences that peter thiel is behind what do you think that's all about it's eugenics it's eugenics perfected it's eugenics times a thousand because they now have the technology to do that what is it when they put a brain chip inside of your head what is it when they start attaching bionic limbs to you it's eugenics 
to cure the unfit and to make them fit in the eyes of the scientist, in the eyes of the engineer, in the eyes of the technologist, in the eyes of the Frankenstein doctors, the elites, the philosophers, the people like Yuval Noah Harari and Ray Kurzweil. All right. It brings their vision to life, ladies and gentlemen. So as you can see now, Harvard is still involved with this. And it's not just Harvard, folks. It's MIT, Columbia University, Yale University. All these major universities are out there promoting this kind of stuff. So go have a conversation with a 23, 24, 25-year-old MIT graduate who comes out of engineering, who comes out of one of these STEM fields. I'm telling you, folks, they're dead-eyed, and they will sit there and tell you that if human evolution leads to us merging with machine and or machine actually winning the battle and taking over, they are okay with it. Why? Because they've been indoctrinated into believing it by people like Anya Bernstein and the professors of the late 1800s going all the way back to them. Their ideas did not die. They passed them on to the next generation and the next generation are walking around promoting this stuff. Let me move on to another article here. This is BigThink.com. This is from July 2019, again, about three years ago. It says, read a Harvard geneticist plan for redesigning humans. Professor George Church creates a gene, quote, wish list, end quote, that can lead to superhuman abilities. It says, Harvard geneticist, uh, actually, that's just a repeat here, okay, because you can play the article. It says, would you improve humanity if you could? Many of us have opinions about how we can boost up society and government. But what about just re-engineering the people themselves to make them more advanced physically and intellectually? All right, so just keep in mind here, folks, because there's two schools of thought we're always talking about here, but those have merged. You have technocracy, the science of social engineering, the systematic control of the means of production, and the distribution of goods and services. And then you have eugenics slash transhumanism, which is actually engineering humans to fit into the mold of the scientists and engineers. So one of them wants to control all of society and the whole social mechanism that guides society. And the other wants to control humans themselves. But I call it transhumanist, uh, sorry, technocratic transhumanism because the two have merged. It's scientists, engineers, and technologists, you know, being funded by the elite bankers who want to control the whole entire physical natural world, including the humans that live inside that prison planet matrix system. Again, it says, would you improve humanity if you could? Many of us have opinions about how we can boost up society and government. But what about just re-engineering the people themselves to make them more advanced physically and intellectually? See, we have these opinions about how to boost up society and government. Why not just re-engineer the humans? Well, they want to do both. They're re-engineering society, socially engineering society, and then also wanting to re-engineer humans to make them fit into that engineered society better. And remember, when you look back to the technocrats and you look back to the eugenicists, they shared one major thing in common. I mean, they shared a lot, but one major piece was that we mere mortal humans were just 
property of the state. We were like slaves on a plantation. And they believe that we should serve the system. To them, we are human engines and we are inefficient. And so we have to be re-engineered so that we could provide better value to the state. There is no individualism in either system. The elites sit at the top and the rest of us are slaves. And they will engineer us to work better inside of their system as machines. The question is, once they have actual machines and artificial intelligence merge with those machines what the hell do they need us for anyway ladies and gentlemen when i get back let's learn a little bit more about george church over here at harvard and you can tell me whether or not you believe that eugenics died with adolf hitler what a crock of crap ladies and gentlemen i am dust to gold with the dust to gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. 